0: 20 minutes after 4, if you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576 AM. It's that station that gives you the good news and the good music for a change. And welcome to another edition of Changing Gear with myself, Father Brian, aka Ndabaningi. We're coming to you live all the way from Ekuruleni, from the city of sunshine. Eh? Do we have sunshine when I have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, today is Friday and uh, the program is our Catholic Pride. And today we're celebrating a powerhouse eh? and I'm going to repeat that. Today we're celebrating a powerhouse and like I introduced at the beginning of the show he was born in the dusty mountains of KwaZulu-Natal. And at a very young age, he had the desire to become a priest, a desire that saw and took him to many, 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 many places from Cape Town, from Lesotho. We can go on and on. He ended up at some point in Canada. And after returning home, he served um, as a diocesan secretary. He was the information uh, officer of uh, the South African Catholic Bishops' Conference. He's a spiritual director, he's a retreat master, he's an author. But today, as we celebrate him, we're going to sort of dive into his book. He just released a book, by the way, and I'm one of those people who's been raving and raving about this book. So I'm joined on the line by none other than Father Smilom Guardian. By the way, myself and him were born on the same day. that twins, Unjani.
1: Yes, 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 yes twins. Thank you very much for hosting me today. and am sorry that I could make it to the studio because of some commitment but i'm happy to be talking to you and to the listeners
0: we are used to being damned over the phone team last minute ding dong. Last minute, i won't be able to make it hey
1: yeah yes, i'm yeah. so sorry about that
0: but anyhow father smilo it's uh, it's two days before you turn 40. And um, as I was reading your book, I was, I was really, really, really... Uh, and um, remember I told you that I got your book on a Friday and I couldn't put it down over the weekend. I was just, uh, I was just glued to it. Not because... Uh, because I, the stories were very interesting. I really wanted to read more and more and more and more and find out. And clearly you've really come a full circle. Did you see yourself being where you are today and being the person that you are
1: today? Not really from many, many, many regards. Uh-huh. Obviously, as you read from the book, uh, um, after some detours and whatever, I opted for Delphin Christie. Uh-huh. And when I studied for this and finally got ordained and incarnated in Merrill Hill, for me it was. My life was going to be within those 45 parishes of here. here, And that's what I thought my life would be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Little did I know that I'll find myself, uh, spending, uh, time here in Gauteng.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've been in Gauteng first for three years as the information officer of the Southern African Catholic Bishops Conference. Mm-hmm. And I'm now two years, um, three days <laughs> a, a pastor in the Archdiocese of Johannesburg. <laughs> Uh, so and um, from the look of things I'm going to be around here for quite some time. So I never thought I'll be I'll be where I am today. I looked at myself at that time as a simple parish priest in one of the forty five parishes in Merrill Hill Exchanging, them. that was all that I looked at, but God had other plans.
0: You are here to stay a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go home to retire. Hey, <laughs> hey no comment. <laughs> uh, Father Smilo, okay. Now um your book, I'm holding your book right now and I was hoping you're going to sign a few of those for some of our listeners. But anyhow, we won't dwell on that. I'm sure we'll get another opportunity for you to do that. I would like to take you to what really, really motivated you to say, I'm going to write a book. And especially a book of this nature.
1: Uh, yes, before I answer that, uh, Father Brian, uh, yes, to, to this afternoon I'm willing to offer five copies of the book for the listeners. But they will have to answer my question. So if you could spare some time for, for that. We'll open the uh, lines. There yeah, five, are we'll... five free books for listeners who can answer my questions. And I'm very clear, my questions are biblical. I'm a biblicist, All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I know their Bible to get the answers. Oh, yeah. Yes, what prompted me to write the book? Yes, it's, um as you say, I'm telling 40, and for me, 40 is the milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, from the secular world, they say, last between the 40, but also biblical is explaining the book, uh, Forty is a, is a generation, mm-hmm. if I can summarize it that way. Forty yeah. is a generation. That's why the people of Israel took 40 years in the desert, because it had to be a generation to get into the promised land was to really be not the same as the generation that has come out, obviously because of what they did on the way. Uh, yeah, so I thought, well, let me just sit down a bit and see how I look at life. And as I say in the book, uh, Right, which is very true even now. Some of the things in the book I don't believe in anymore. Know, <laughs> I've progressed to other to, to ways of thinking with the experience of different and encounters with different people. But I said, well, let me let me take a risk and commit this to writings with my perspectives as of um, uh, to July or so, so maybe September 2017. Uh, yes, let me just put it out there and then take it from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Your book has been described by many, uh, many people and in so many corners as a tell-it-all book. Would you agree to that? I didn't get that. Your book has been described as a tell-it-all book. Um, A tell-it-all book.
1: Yes, to a certain extent. of course... It's <laughs> Uh, I feel I, like I pick and choose. You know, it's like when you come to a shop and there are those corners where many people don't normally go. Mm-hmm. So it is a tell it all book from that perspective that I, I'm picking up issues that are hardly picked up, at least in the public forum. Mm-hmm. I know most of them are picked up at private conversations, but in the public forum. So uh, I might not be speaking about maggots in the public forum per se, but I, yes, I'm definitely picking up on 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 things that are, are, are in the covert, if i may use that
0: let's share with our listeners the things that you talk about that we talk about behind closed tina as priests or even as religious or as men and women that work for the church let's talk about those topics what give, give our listeners five of the things that you sort of talk about i'll give you the first one on the list you talk about uh, <laughs> a proper 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 uh, hr policies for clergy, maybe at a national level or at a regional level. That's one of the things. And you talk about, and you sort of allude to some of the injustices that happen when it comes to the compensation and rewarding of priests. That's one. You're left with four.
1: Yes, yes, maybe. Let me start where you have started, Father. I I feel, to a certain extent, you know, with HR is human resources, in the corporate world, you, you look at the task, you look at the person and the capabilities of a person and the skills, And the training and whatever, and you see. And I've seen ourselves not really subscribing to that. You know, I've seen parishes which have uh, developed for one of a good term, but let me just use that analogy, into F. And then a transfer happens, another priest comes in, it digresses. No, it, it it goes back. It, it 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 goes. It goes back to point B, Indeed. and that is not helping the church. Okay. So it is if um, when you assign a priest or when a priest is assigned, any priest just because one wears a stole and a collar, he can be a parish priest in parish act. Indeed. But I believe that is not true. That's people correct. have to be matched with their gifts, different gifts, with different things, so that the church progresses. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the church, in, in most instances, does not progress because we just feel because a person is wearing a stole and, and wearing a collar and can fit in any parish.
0: Indeed.
2: And
1: I don't think that is true. That is unfair on the parish. That is unfair on the person himself.
0: And on the people that of he's, God. That
1: is not fitting, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's, not, it's not helping anyone. So then the parish, you know, you find the parish now is full. Of course, there are exceptions here. Some parishes are full not because uh, there is proper Catholicism. It's just because of what other things. But, uh, but most parishes are full because the priest is doing something right. Okay. And then he gets transferred. It is fair. He gets transferred. So you want another priest to come and take the parish to another level. Then you find the parish has half Hey. It's quarter empty or whatever the case may be. And you start to wonder. And also there are no review mechanisms. That's another mm, thing I'm saying. That's That when great. they are review mechanisms, and you're going to pick up these things. Why is this happening? You know, we do not sit and reflect, why is this happening? Why are there many people? Why are there few people now? Why is catechism uh, so vibrant? Why is it no longer vibrant? And so forth and so forth. Indeed. So that is the point uh, I'm trying to make about the HR policy. Okay. Specifically about the placement of the prison policies. Mm, okay. What
0: other issues do you touch
1: on? Uh, most probably the one uh, <laughs> in the news now, you know, we've heard that um, uh, Pope Francis uh, has kind of hinted that, that he'll give permission to the Amazon uh, conference or synod yes. uh, that will be there upon the request uh, yes. from Brazil. I know. That some <laughs> mature men, mature married men, very property, be ordained. So there are two instances there. It, it's a man who had left the priesthood and yes. got married, that's another instance. Another instance is some uh, married men who have matured in ministry who kind of went out through being catechists being whatever, whatever, whatever. And, and then they are at a certain level where most uh, 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 probably teachings as well, married teachings, then to put them up into this very property. So he has asked or it's hinting at asking or allowing the Church of Brazil to to talk about this. So I also talk about this in the book because you need to understand the historical background of the whole thing that um, uh, clerical, obligate to clerical celibacy Is not as old as the church. Mm. I mean, it developed for many, 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 many reasons. Yes. And sometimes when you engage with people around these old issues, they don't even understand the history. You get to know that they don't even understand the difference between a religious priest and a thousand. No. For example, you are a Dominican, Father Father Brian. Yes. So you took a vow of uh, chastity as a Dominican. Indeed. And then later you became a priest. Yes. Yes. But for example, myself, I'm just a priest. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just a priest, as I normally I also see there's nothing that. like just, a, just priest, a priest but, yeah just you're a, a different brand it, of priest yeah, yes. mm-hmm. so now these issues are not talking about religious, mm-hmm. they are talking about basically priests who will be priests, just priests, if I may use it that that term, mm-hmm. just priests uh, who could be married, and also people don't understand that we have married priests already, not only in the Catholic Church. But in the Latin rite no, of had, the Catholic Church, had, there are had. nine rites yeah, in the yeah, Catholic Church, yeah. and most of them have married priests. Mm-hmm. But also in the Latin rite, where the, this obligated the clerical celibacy is in the strictest, we mm-hmm. still have the married priests. Yeah. So which kind of shows that uh, the priesthood and celibacy are not um, uh, 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 um, necessarily intricate, that we cannot... Separate them exactly. You can be a married priest, but we, we we are saying that understanding as the Holy Father has explained, it is a current uh, a discipline of the Church yes. with exception Okay. But theologically and doctrinally, yes. there is no necessary connection between uh, uh, celibacy and the priesthood. Wow. Though, of course, it works well to someone who is called to both. Indeed. But now I'm raising a question: What about to someone who is called to be priest, but is not called to celibacy? Hang on, my friend. So Tell me. Let's
0: talk. Let's talk about this celibacy because this is what makes your your book the book that it is. Because this is why we're talking. Is celibacy a challenge?
1: Definitely, yeah, celibacy is a challenge. But marriage is a challenge too. <laughs> <laughs> the point is not in the challenge part. Yeah, you know. But I always believe. But why that talk I about it? In this. What? I always believe but that, why? Why? Uh, you know that story we find in second, uh, second Corinthians chapter twelve. Yeah. P- P- Paul says, "I have a a, 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 a thorn in my flesh, an angel of Satan, which, uh, which 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 uh, whatever is the way he uses, and then he says, I ask God three times." Mm -hmm. Uh, for him to remove it. And he said to me, my mercy or my grace is enough for you. All right. So I believe that when you are in your Mm call, in what God has called you to be, should it be celebrate life, should it be married life? Mm -hmm. The difficulties are like the thorn in the flesh, okay. and the grace of God becomes enough for you. Mm-hmm. But I believe celibacy and marriage are equally challenging. Okay,
0: all right. No point taken. Let's move on. On the same, uh, connected to that, you then dive into this, the, the notion of sexuality. And um, uh, which is connected to celibacy <laughs> and
1: sex. Let's talk about that. Yes. I, mean, that I mean, that was... That was you know, a okay. interesting one because I remember, I think it mattered in the year 2000, uh-huh. the year of the great jubilee. Yes. I was still at the seminary in the Soutre Senebastian Seminary in Roma. Uh-huh. And we just we had just started a, a, a debate in Symposium Society. Indeed. And one of the papers I presented was about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was a, 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 a taboo in in, in 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 the in the Lesotho community generally much more within the clerical circle. Is and it... um it was a very difficult paper because I was exploring some of the things most probably uh, people know now but I, I I come to understand most people do not know. That, for example, Genesis 19, Sodom and Gomorrah has nothing to do with homosexuality, per, fair. It, Even the holiness court in Leviticus chapter 8 uh, is speaking about something else than like the homosexuality or the gay life that we have today and so forth. And so. so the Bible, I was asking back then in the year 2000, that the Bible has little to say about gay lifestyle, as we know it today. So why... So, w- like <laughs> yes, why but, but,
0: <laughs> but why, as a church, have we made a big deal out of it? Because um, we seem to make a big deal out of it, and uh, possibly because... I, I don't know. I should not answer my own question. But uh, we make a big deal out of it. And I'm not talking only of people in leadership, but I'm talking of even uh, even even just people of faith. There is a difficulty in, um, in trying to to live with things that people don't understand or can't comprehend,
1: I suppose. For me, it, 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 the, 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 the question is, is more sociological than theological. You okay. know, it, it, It's because we have been raised up in what we call a society of heteronormativity, okay. that heterosexuality is the norm, and everything else, is an exception, either accepted or, 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 or not accepted or not liked, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I ask in the book that, you know, what makes uh, what we call now uh, extending every day? But the last time I checked, it was called LGBTIQ. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, but mm-hmm. I think it has extended. There's another and that's acronym. <laughs> yeah. I say these are separate. In sexual experiences and sexual orientation, Indeed. and what keeps them together into that coming is mm. the only thing mm. that they are all feeling that they are grieved, and I ask in the book, rightly so, sometimes, it at the altar of heteronormativity. Mm. So I think also the church being in that heteronormative uh, society, then we tend to, to 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 succumb to that kind of thing. So that's why then i'm challenging in the book that maybe we need to to to, to have an open ear mm-hmm. to hear the experiences. most probably the the, the 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 catechism is, is speaking very uh, uh, important things which i mentioned in the book catechism first of all says we do not know where this experience comes from then you he, know then... we do not know mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know the adage um, the theological adage which is attributed to sonakasti says in things essential Complete unity. Indeed. In things doubtful, freedom. In everything, charity. So this falls in second category. In things doubtful we do not know the catechism insane. Yeah. And And then it says freedom. And then it immediately says But in everything, even if it's a freedom, it should be a charitable freedom. Just like even in in, things, essentially, it is unity. It should not be just unity, but it should be a charitable unity. So that's what I'm challenging our society in the book today. You're giving it homosexuality now. We are not sure where the genesis of the whole thing comes, but let us have a charitable. Uh, Conversation. Uh, it's yes, in freedom but also what I
0: what what I like about uh, the the approach that you have is you sort of approach it with uh, mystery and you say um, it comes out very clear to say uh, sexuality is very sacred. Sexuality is a mystery, and um, there is a part that we can understand possibly on a continuum, but it is not clear and cut as we make it to be. But having said that, let's move on from that topic because then they start in your in your in your in your book.
1: <laughs> 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 now no, the one thing about homosexuality so that we create a balance. Alright. Father uh, so before we continue to go to whatever the other thing. Yeah. But also in the book I'm challenging people who are. Um, identifying themselves as homosexual and gay and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes labeling oneself and creating homosexuality as an exome, exeom of your existence, yeah. kind of inhibits your growth. For mm-hmm. so example, later, it's not in the book, but later as an observation, I was presenting a paper somewhere. But actually for me, when you say, this is it, nothing else, you Indeed. are kind of putting yourself in another closet mm-hmm. without being open to any other form of growth that might happen. Amen. So there's also that challenge. Also another second challenge is most of gay people come out of the closet after a long painful uh, exercise of mm. trying to accept who they are. Mm. And and then when they come out, I'm, 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 I'm asking in the book, may they be gently also with their families? But now to their families, this is new. You know, if all of a sudden I knew Smilo to be my son And one day he comes with a boy and says, this is my boyfriend It's going to mm. shock me So charity means Smilo must be gentle enough to say, I also suffer to accept who I am mm. I must understand also that my family will will, will go through steps To, to, to accept who I am identifying myself to be
0: Alright, okay, I, mm. that's, that's been taken Let's go on a lighter note, mm. that is so heavy yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that came out very clear um, in in the book again is uh, what I would like to call the politics that happens in the church between us as priests. And between maybe us and the sisters, and I remember some uh, some incidents. And I'll go back to the book where you talk about where you've had differences with some priests, some of us, and who we thought could were not, we are Papa. And you like the shine, you like you like being on the stage. That's one thing. Then issues of jealousy come in. Then there is also a point where it was there was also a sister who was so jealous because we're was one of Munyu's sister, and that sister went <laughs> and tell our listeners about that story.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, we are saying those are light <laughs> issues, but uh, unfortunately, some of the people are taking those issues very seriously. Let's I'm talk about mind. that. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk. saying I should have not, you know, it's it, it, the inside, the behind the taking Why? Issues, which I Why? not have Why? Said. Why? But I, I think, I think um, one of the books which inspired me—I've forgotten the author. One mm-hmm. of the books I received as a gift for my ordination yes. was Chris Are People." Too, I've just forgotten the author. Uh-huh. But, and that book, as I read it, I realized. Why well, not so much a bad time that 15 years ago, but mm-hmm. as I continually read it as part of my meditation, kind of said, let's 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 talk about ourselves as, as human beings. Amen. And 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 let's come to jealousy. What we call clerical jealousy. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not something strange. More not. I mean, when there are limited resources yes. and there are more people wanting those limited resources, mm-hmm. jealousy will be there. much clinging will be there. Pulling each other down will happen there and one, two, three, four, and five. So you and are saying, Father, happening Father, Father. Father. So you are yeah.
0: saying that happens in our circles? Yes, yes, it's
1: definitely It happens, Father. Really? It definitely happens. How? And, sing- and, 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 and we look at you, we look at
0: you at the altar, all of you dressed in white with those purple stalls or those red stalls and say, yeah, I wish my son would go there. or well, I wish my, 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 uh, this
1: could be my Umkwenyan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, uh, yes, We are dressed up nicely, but the politics behind us are dressing up nicely. As I say, those are normal. I even say in the book, in Zoom, they say, Father. Every home has got its own issues. Oh, wow. So we also, as a clerical family, we have all, our own issues about different things. Father. We fight about our sexual orientations, for example. So. You know? And, and there's a lot of gossip around that. So How? So- a-
0: How? Father Smiru? Okay, let's take a break, and when we come back, I would like to hear. I would like us. We're going to take a break. I mean, I've never heard about Father Basler, but anyway, this is coming out in your book. (laughs) But when we come back, I would really want you, and I know you—you didn't respond to the question. I would really ask you to share with our listeners that ghost that I saw in the book of that sister. It's uh, seventeen minute, uh, twenty-three minutes before the hour five, and if you've just tuned in, it's Radio Veritas five seven six AM. Please do not touch that dial. You are listening to
3: Radio Radio Veritas. The truth can hurt you, or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? I just wanna be happy. But if I keep on doing the things That keep on bringing me pain There's no one else I can blame If I'm not happy Wasted time but now I can see The biggest enemy, it was me So I'm not happy Cry yourself to sleep Shout and raise your hands It won't change a thing, child Cry yourself to sleep Shout and raise your hands It won't change a thing, child, until you understand If I'm talking to you, then say If you're tired of being the same If you're tired of things not changing It's time for you to get out your way You've been there too long Don't get stuck I feel this one right here. It's so easy to complain. I dig to the pain. Yes. You give your heart, they push it away. But I got good news for you. Jesus knows just how you feel. Just let Him take away the, the love you've already yeah. But the question is Do you want to be happy? If you're tired of you, and say, happy. Now, if you really mean that, open up your heart and say, let me hear you say yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're tired of going in circles, let me hear you say yeah, 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 yeah. Tired of making the same mistakes, let me hear you say yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, now's your chance. Let me hear you say yeah, say yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready! Is,
0: do you want to be, be happy, Father? <laughs> do you want to be happy, Father? Yes. Do you want to be happy? Yes, I'm back. All right. You're not answering <laughs> the question, yes? Okay. Niti, do you want to be happy? <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
1: let's go
0: for it all right so let's get into okay. that that story that i was talking about do you want us to talk about it okay. or the listeners should buy the book what should we do should we tell them about that story yes sister. that oh oh <laughs> they should just buy the book
1: <laughs> no, no no i can tell that it's a little story in the book um the story is um i was in a certain parish. yes and then uh, um, there was a convent, and the convent had um, postulants and novices, and I was asked to teach them uh, a few things, obviously, introduction to scripture, introduction to literature, things like that, a bit of spirituality, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, so I got used to them, they became my friends, and so forth. So then this sister came from another congregation to stay there, to become, uh, I think she was uh, to be close to a nursing college or something like that. And then she warned these young sisters that they should not be friendly with me because I was going to impregnate them and so forth and <laughs> so forth. So there was this big issue <laughs> in the convent. The young girl said, No, we can't see you anymore now because uh, we are told you are going to impregnate. And there was a very simple, innocent girl. And then I said to them, Well, if that's what it is, your vocation becomes important. It becomes things that it's fine. Mm-hmm. But as fate will have it within six months she herself got pregnant. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I was a bit skeptical when I, re- I, I I I got the news that she was pregnant because at that time I used to have many seminars coming to my house and priests coming because uh, the place I was working in was next to the garage that was used by the adults to save it the card. Yes. So people would come and Carmen have a sleepover or two sleepovers in my house where their their save saved and so forth. Uh-huh. So I said, Oh my goodness, I hope not one of my brothers has done that. <laughs> but then I state would have it. Uh, <laughs> she, she, the, the father was, um, a gardener in her mother house uh, somewhere else so that's oh, how we escape no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now these are some of the little stories that you throw in these <laughs> are some of the little stories now in your book you do, you do mention that you had a stint at um, at, uh, at the Catholic Bishops Conference uh, let's talk about that, you were the media officer so you worked with media and you're responsible for media and communications for the Catholic Bishops Conference talk us through that
1: Yes, yes, if I can say, first of all, going there. Because there's also one thing I, I I did not apply for the job. I was pinpointed, most probably for the work I'd done in Merrim Hill uh, by being um, a de facto spokesperson of the Doubtons. But at that time, um, the, 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 there was a lot of, uh, especially in the Zulu newspapers, uh specifically Langa in Africa, uh while well, to a certain extent Isoles as well. They got interested in these juicy stories about priests. Impregnating girls, getting into sexual liaisons, and so forth, charging cash money, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, in our dials, most probably because it has the most black priests in in at and, if not in the whole country, Mm -hmm. became a target of Mm this. So, I was uh, at that time the chancellor of the dials and the dials secretary. Mm -hmm. So, I found myself at the as the de facto spokesperson of the dials and trying to deal with all these issues. Yeah. So I think that's how the bishops' conference uh, so me, or or really, realised as a person like me. So I was tempted to 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 this position of being an information officer, which in my view, in retrospect now, I don't think is a is 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 a good way of of. of, of of doing these things, you know, mm-hmm. just hand kicking people uh, and so forth, and even the interview I had was was nominally an interview. Mm-hmm. the job was mine, and so forth and so forth. So I worked at the bishop 's conference, of course, the book gives many details and so forth about mm-hmm. many other things yes. uh, but I got disillusioned for many reasons, so I would like us to talk about the bishop's conference
0: I would mm-hmm. like us to talk about that disillusionment eh? because at some point and I quote in your book you say the reason why i couldn't survive at the bishop's conference was a i'm not a bureaucrat exactly
1: i had an eight to four job mm-hmm. uh i had to be in the office i had to do one two three and four and so forth so and my personality was not into that and you were used, used to, to sleeping the whole men day and an evangelist. That's, I'm that's like I'm
0: about ten yeah
1: <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> So but actually the experience was good to learn that part of 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 the church life mm-hmm. but the greatest illusion then as you say well that one then pushed me because i had to work during the week full time and mm-hmm. the boss lady was a very demanding boss Mm-hmm. Naturally, so for, for work to happen, the, lady, I mean, the boss must be tough. Mm-hmm. Then on weekends, I'll find myself uh, going to preach retreats. At, mm-hmm. um, eventually, I even got a Paris from the Archdiocese of Pretoria mm-hmm. that I was running over the weekend. Indeed. So, practically, I had no time to rest. From mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, I'm at the office, sometimes even over the weekend in their workshops, and then from Saturday to Sunday, I'm doing as much of parish work as I could, lifting mm-hmm. the sick, doing this and that, counseling and whatever, and Sunday mass funerals and whatever, whatever. So that was training on my body, physical. Mm-hmm. Even my doctor complained about that when I eventually got ill. Okay. But also the whole structure. I was, I was the national information officer, but like to get a statement out, mm-hmm. you know, to get a statement out. Of course, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, uh, I've never been a journalist in a newspaper, but I quickly learned about how papers worked and media worked and so mm-hmm. forth, and how quickly they won this. How how media houses are shrinking. How much uh, they will not be coming to you after you all the time. You know, they give you one call. If you don't respond to that call they, they pass on. Mm-hmm. So I learned all this quickly. Then it was it was you know the the, the bureaucracy, the the, the 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 red tape to get a statement out <laughs> and the told you to have it today and will have it a week later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has it was, it was quite frustrating, you know, the Jesus were becoming, or the Jesus Institute, as it were, became the voice of the Church and we, the Bishop's Conference, were lagging behind. And I was trying to explain to everyone. And, 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 and very few were kind of understanding. Some were really understanding, but, you know, kind of saying, yeah, we understand, but nothing happening mm. to improve this situation. But some didn't understand at all. And in one moment or the other, I remember I, I just put my head on the block, I commented on a certain newspaper, and when it came out, I received a call from one of the bishops and he said you said you are speaking for me and am not saying what you are saying <laughs> now how are you going to get the good bishop in the bundles of his dances, whatever he was, to mm. get to you on the mat so all those things are kind of frustrating uh, 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 for me yes
0: okay let's go to to the part that you now say uh, self-care how important is self-care for you now because you then got sick, because you were you were on overdrive, and um, I think you possibly—I mean—be I sharing the same birthday with you. <laughs> we share a lot of things. I realized we think we can save the world, right? And uh, we think yes. we can become messiahs, and we end up compromising ourselves uh, in our health, and we end up compromising ourselves because we say a lot, of, we take on a lot of things, and we say we cannot say no to to things, I suppose, and then we compromise ourselves. And now I, I like the part where you talk about the ecosystem that you've created around yourself uh, and the people that care for you. Talk to us about that.
1: Yes, um, let let me do say something powerful first. Mm -hmm. The first thing is, um, when I became a priest, I I had a clericalist mind,
2: Mm -hmm. very
1: clericalist mind, Mm -hmm. super clericalist. Mm-hmm. uh for me, my family was was not taught anyway i'm leaving my family i'm going to the church indeed so uh, but then I got sick, it was my family who took care of me even when i was i was conversating for the whole month after staying for two weeks at the the, the Holy Cross convent. Mm -hmm. um, I I, I was staying with my family, practically. Mm. I was staying at home. Mm. So my family was taking care of me. Mm. So I've grown back to my family, if I may put it that way. I've grown back to my family is that, that family is important for me now and so forth and so forth is but that a pitfall that... that Jesus says,
0: is that a pitfall I... father that many priests make it's like once once shut we sort of say we divorce our families and then somewhere along the line in the happy living ever after then we meet those things umona or, or we meet those things the jealousy or the abuse of power and we you name it all those things and you realize you know what you know, and you realize you know what maybe your strength um, isn't as much as it is in the church but uh, the fam- we still part and parcel of our families
1: yes father you know the distinction I've made for my life now is uh, I'm in the church mm-hmm. these are my colleagues if they happen to be my friends nice but they do not need to be my friends Yes, don't force them to be my friends we are colleagues where the certain professional brother would be grew the bond of, of the Africaner people, and so forth, that is fine. Mm-hmm. But family comes first. But mm-hmm. also family coming first, mm-hmm. it must be the family according to Christ. You remember the story of Christ? Mm-hmm. He said, w- w- when his br- mother and his brothers came looking for him, mm-hmm. he said, who are my mother and my brothers? Mm-hmm. Those who keep the will of God. Mm-hmm. So even relating to my family now, mm-hmm. is." The point is, the will of God must be the, the, the supreme thing. Let me give a silly example. Uh-huh. Uh, last year, Good Friday, yes. or was it this year? I think it was last year. So my family came for the Good Friday service. Uh-huh. So with my ranting and whatever, in my preaching, uh-huh. I ended up, which was not in my notes, I ended up talking about how I want to be buried. Simple pine casket and cremation, finished. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So when I went to visit my 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 brother's family who live here in Pretoria, who I visit now every fortnight or so, mm-hmm. my sister-in-law, who is not Catholic by birth only Catholic by Mary, marriage, she started complaining to me. She said, "Look." You, many people know you and so forth and so forth, and we are not going to allow you to be buried in that simple pine casket we we're talking about with rope handles. Because they will say, we are well, we are, I mean, God has blessed us with money and so forth, and we could not buy you a proper casket. So I have to sit her down and make her understand my vocational choice of mm. simple lifestyle. Mm. So my family is important to me, but they must understand my vocational choice. So family is important, yes, but my vocation is more important. So vocation does not necessarily mean uh, you as you are my brother and whatever, so I speak with you, but... Uh, I speak to God's will I need say in the book. It is incarnation as a thousand of Narengi. I'm not necessarily incarnated to the Bishop of Narengi per se, but I'm incarnated to the will of God as expressed in the local unity of Narengi.
0: Yo, so we're now yaskaba we pambu say, "Hey, we're colleagues, we're not brothers. Anyhow, I want well. <laughs> I won't dwell on in that. In reality,
1: that's what it is. I mean, as I say, it, 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 it's a professional brotherhood. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. May that.
0: Talking about <laughs> bonds, as we talk about those bonds and family bonds, there is something that comes out very clear in the book also, which is the bond that you had with Bishop M'Goma, Bishop Paul M'Goma. Let's talk about that. He clearly, because this is, I mean, the, the, your style of writing is addressed to him. And it's like you're speaking to your father. It's like you're speaking to your dad. And um, it's amazing how. What really struck me also about the relationship with your late bishop who I think you had a very very strong bond and I think and I can argue to a certain extent that he is somebody that really shaped you to be the person that you are today. Tell us about that relationship.
1: Yes, uh, well, the first thing when I do decide how to write the book, how to frame it and, and style and so forth, there are many
0: options. Mm. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know, and by the and sorry and <laughs> sorry to jump because. When when I read in the book the whole style of writing, and then I realized that you you go to his grave in Marion Hill, and uh, when you are at a crisis moment or when you need to make decisions and things like that, I could see the whole book being written from those benches of that of that uh, graveyard.
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, he he is very important uh, uh, to, to to me. Obviously, as I say in the book, he 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 solemnized the marriage of my parents. Mm-hmm. Back in 1974, mm-hmm. and to be honest, from my my youngest memory, the first priest I have in my mind is his picture at our home lounge. You know the marriage picture of my parents. You know he was making them to sign. I suppose mm-hmm. sign the marriage register. Mm-hmm. So he was the first priest I, I saw, and I saw every day, kind of in in, in a picture form. And obviously, when I grew up, he was already a bishop, and I met him for the first time. And then I was an altar server, so and he was very kind. He was a very reserved person, obviously, but he was very kind. You know that that's why I'm very careful about the few little words we say to altar servers or to people. Mm-hmm. I remember words like when you altar servers and we'll be coming back. To give to him something or something like that. And you laugh at us, you know, with his, uh, those who know him, He, he was an Englishman, true and true, black mm-hmm. Englishman, mm-hmm. true and true. So he will say to us, Yeah, boys, this is fan. how are you? <laughs> say, yeah, you're going to the press, the more van. you know. You remember all those kind of things, you know, and, and so forth. But when I grew up, and um, obviously, I uh, did two have and postulancy, which was because of the problems I had in the minor seminar, being expelled and so forth. And the director of the minor seminar was, was the one who was in meeting seminar. So I did not go there to the discernment, I decided to come back. So when I came back, he received me so well. But receiving me, he became firm. You know, for example, he said, you are not going to the seminar next year. You are from a religious congregation. You are going to stay for a year of discernment. Okay. You know, which is the firmness I don't see sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you love someone, you are not firm with them. You Indeed. are firm with me. He so said, This is not going to happen. You are going to sit for a whole year here, discernment process, and she be successful. Then I send you to the seminar. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he did. And then when I went to the seminar, then. Or December holidays because he had a driver. Mm-hmm. So he will ask his driver to go and leave for December holidays. And then he'd call me from home to stay with him to drive for him over December holidays. So, and that's where the bond grew much. I was a young son Aaron, driving his big car and he was sitting there praying the rosary, sleeping and whatever. And then he grew, the grew, bond grew even even, even, stronger.
0: So you were and, his uh, blue-eyed boy. And,
1: and so forth. Well, let's we not develop all the other things so that people buy the book.
0: Alright. Right. Bef- okay, um, we are actually going to open the lines now, father. But before we do that, now tell me, because, like I say, really, now offline, eh? we are not on air now. Tell me, where now you went to um, Gunta, what Balela e forward? Tell us about that. <laughs> Why, uh, Gunta, of all the,
2: people,
1: um, the, the and by the way, Gunta and I are
0: friends, so he. it's not like say, say, but we're, yes,
1: we so, are mm-hmm. the publisher with Frank Nunan. Mm-hmm. Uh, asked me to, to get it forward
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he asked me, well, he asked me to, to, to if I could get um, a, a bishop to write it.
2: Obviously,
1: mm-hmm. yes, you know, with that kind of a book, of course, if a person would write a forward, you must give him the book before they do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's that kind of a book, which also speak about certain bishops without naming them out of respect of yes, again that's mean, that's so one needs to be very careful so i tried one two three all of them kind of say thank you you are not interested so i said let Yo. me not go on anymore Mm. So I sat down, what am I going to do now? Mm. Um, well, I had some friends from outside the church who were willing to, like those guys who were doing the the language review of the book and so forth. Yes. But I said, well, I want someone from the church. So I approached Kounda. I was just trying my luck, you know. I, 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 I threw the fishing rod. Mm-hmm. So he did. So so that's how we got it forward. it. <laughs> All right.
0: Now, what has been the response? We are going to open the lines in the next minute or so. What has been the response? Um, what ha- Have there been any repercussions say from... Because there are a lot of imp- people implicated in this book. Meh? This book is like... Um the the one that is we are being asked <laughs> now to sing a um, tang.
1: No, not just... Aibo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, 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 yes, let I, me read. I, okay. I've had one or two calls Father. which, which, which... Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think I welcome that. Someone, someone, actually, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. The aim of the book, mm-hmm. though it was not the initial aim, but as 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 lecture mm-hmm. is to make people talk about issues. It's not about agreeing with what I'm saying, or not agreeing with it okay that's not what i, I hope beganje. to achieve I but beganje. what i want to achieve is that people talk about these
0: issues in an open healthy space because when it's to talk about the issues right? yeah mara who are saying this is like you are washing our laundry uh, at the main gate that is what you are doing what's your yes, response exactly. to that and that's why Mina, no, 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 when i read I, I, your book the thing you remember yeah. the ways that i told you
1: yeah
0: what did i say you said i must get
1: myself uh, uh, what that best <laughs>
0: because because people are thinking because you people are saying when you are washing our laundry at the front gate what's your response to that are you washing our laundry? Why are you washing? If 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 it's true, are you? Why are you washing our laundry? Why are you putting I'm a box away at the front front
1: gate? Yes, most probably that that that's a true indictment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and what's, the, your, the, what's your motive? The reason for that is yeah. that I've tried to wash it within, and there's been no nothing.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven minutes after five. In case you've just tuned in, it is Radio Veritas 576 AM on DSTV. It's 870 and on, um, on the internet it's www.radioveritas.co.za. And uh, we are changing gear and we're celebrating Father Smilo Mgadi, who has just published a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece of work. And I'm really going to encourage you to get your hands on this. Father Smilo, we're going to open the lines and I'm going to ask our listeners to talk to you for the next 10 minutes. And uh, after that, we are going to give away your book to five uh, listeners, okay? So the number to yes, dial yes. is 11 452 5. Alternatively, SMS us on 41809. We are going to be talking, oh, Father Smirio, did I tell you what I wanted to do? And I thought, yes, and, right. And, and I was going to put yours, uh, the same thing that Somizi did to Bonang is what I was going to do to you. <laughs> The number to dial is uh, 011-452-7115. Alternatively, SMS us on 41809. We're taking your calls. You've got any question that you want to ask for the Smilo? Have you read the book? Share with us your impressions. Share with us your reactions, your comments. And uh, maybe you're one of those who are like, yo, Uh uh-uh. And are we overreacting saying our old father is out of order? Or maybe maybe he's not out of order. I would like to hear from you. The number to dial is O one one four five two seven double one five He's on the line Ningam Father Let's Call talk our studio now on zero one one